Welcome to Unapologetic, a podcast of Embrace Ministries, where we take a biblical approach to culture's difficult questions. What's up, Unapologetic Nation? We're super glad that you are listening. You like that, Greg? Unapologetic Nation. Nation. I like that. It makes it sound like there's tons and tons of There's millions of listeners all over the planet. Actually, we have a new stat put out through our search engine deals that have told us we actually have listeners from Mars now. And so Mars Mars now, I mean, so yeah, Yeah. so I mean, we're really spanning not just the globe, but the galaxy. And so we just want to let everybody know we appreciate you listening to Unapologetic. And we are unapologetic about the truth. Now, we understand that that can be somewhat offensive. And so we want to make sure that we stand on the right side of offense, meaning that if the offense that we bring to you by being unapologetic over the truth of God's word as we deal with culture's difficult issues with the Bible, and it leads you to a place of positive change to where now you align yourself with the Lord and his word with Jesus, then we've done exactly what we've intended to do with our unapologetic offense for the purpose of change and positivity uh, style of this podcast. Wouldn't you say that's about right? Yeah. Amen. You lost me for a second, but then you got me back. Did I? Yeah. How'd I lose you? Too many words? Yeah, big words. Too wordy. No. Yeah. You lost so. me when you said we needed to stand on one side of a fence. I was trying to figure out where the fence was. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I lost both of you when I said unapologetic nation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. So today's topic is a change my mind topic. And this is the way I'm going to start this. Okay. In a little saying that we've heard all of our life, sticks and stones may break my bones, but... Words will absolutely crush me. (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, words do mean a lot, right? And so we've been taught that little rhyme, and I think that rhyme was probably invented a long time ago for a first grader who came home because he was upset at a friend who wouldn't play toys with him or something, you know, and so the friend said something real negative toward the the child and it was a parent's effort to say yeah don't worry about what they say you know and to an extent we don't have to allow other people's words to define us to oppress us to try to shape or change us um but on the other side of that you know words do mean a lot and when people say words it's expressing their thoughts about whatever they're talking about and if they're talking about us then man that can be if it's in a negative way, kind of devastating to our ego. Um, it can affect, affect our personalities. It can do a lot of different changing, right? So what, what, do, you, what do you think about that nursery rhyme? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, and I can remember back being a kid. It's a long time ago. Yeah, you know, I was... I was <laughs> when dinosaurs yeah, ruled the kid, world. It's like at least, at least 10, 15 years ago um, <laughs> when I was a kid. Uh, in my mind, and uh, no, but I can remember chanting that. You know, sticks and stones may make my mind, but words will never hurt me. I know you are, but what am I? You know, <laughs> you almost had like a little rap going. Hey, there, hey, hey. Started the beatbox yeah. along with you. Yeah, yeah. Y'all thought Eminem was in the house. Yeah, no, you know, uh, in and in. Yeah, <laughs> you're one less than Eminem. Uh, but yeah, I, I can I can remember all that. You know, and and you think just just because I'm 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 saying this, man, it's true, right? 
You know, if I'm saying this, the more I say it, the more true it is. Uh, but actually, you know, once you grow older and you start to, to recognize what truth is, uh, you do, just like I said in the beginning, words absolutely crush me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so easy to, to be offended and to be hurt by words. Yeah. You know, I was doing a marriage counseling at, at the Oaks last week and was talking to the, the people I was counseling with, you know, about the things that we say and how, you know, you, you got to be careful. Mm-hmm. Because once it's out of your mouth, you ain't getting it back. That's right. You know, and uh, they cut words, cut, and and the thing about a cut is a cut leaves a scar. Mm-hmm. You know, and so you think, man, well, I just said that and it's over with and done with. No, it's not. You know, yeah. your, your words carry weight. Your words, uh, when all when they when they are hurtful, you know, they 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 do impact a person's life in deeper ways than what you can even imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, words do mean something. Um, as a matter of fact, we can use our words to build up. We can use our words to tear down. And the choice of our words ought to be um, a little more deeply selected than what we do. I mean, because you, you think about it, we, we've already come through the, the age of American civilization that's given us such freedom just to express ourselves however we want to express ourselves. And sometimes that means I can speak without thinking. Yeah, freedom of speech, right? Well, even I think even in the beginnings, like when, when the Constitution was written, and that's the First Amendment, the freedom of speech had a different flavor than what it does now. Absolutely. They were saying, hey, we don't want the tyranny of a government to dictate what we can and can't say. And 250 years later, now we're just repeating. It, now, what, it, no, well, now it means I can say whatever I want to say to whoever I want to say it to. And, and you know, no, no consequence, no regard yeah. when there really is, you know, and then, mm-hmm. and then, uh, which kind of, you know, leads to what we're talking about today, you know, so much of uh, what people have taken as free speech and just started speaking out whatever's on their mind, whatever they're mm-hmm. thinking at the time, is becoming to where now everything we say is offensive to somebody. Yeah, yeah. Every Everybody has a chip on their so- shoulder, you know. Um, everybody is looking to be offended, Um and, and I say everybody, I'm throwing a blanket out there, you know. It seems yeah. like the popular wave of culture is, you've offended me, right? And so, I guess the first way in which we do that is with what we say. Yeah. So, Eli, today's change my mind statement or subject is? Is there really such a thing as hate speech? Yeah. And so when you take it at so many different angles, you know, you're thinking about that nursery rhyme, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And then you look at it as a First Amendment right. I have the right of speech, free speech, to say what I want to say. And then, you know, putting it to what, I mean, literally you can say things in public in the United States of America and you can be at the very least fined through some sort of governmental law, maybe it's not a law, I don't know what it is, but or you could be imprisoned if your words lead to something a little more aggressive than just words. So when you say when you say is there anything such as hate speech, you can say something hateful? Right. I mean, we all agree with that, right? Absolutely. You can say something that's hateful. 
as a Christian stance, Christians addressing culture's difficult questions with the Bible, as Christians, we don't want to say something that is hateful, but we don't want to allow culture's persuasion to move us from saying things or being shy of saying things that are truthful. And so depending on where you are in your perspective, you might consider something that is of truth to be something that is hateful, Mm. right? And so we are people of truth, and we're to speak things of truth, knowing that truth is going to be at times offensive, but just because it's offensive doesn't mean that it's hateful. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, I mean, what do you guys think about that? those thoughts? Well, you know, as, as you're saying that, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, like I, I, I read a verse just playing around in the beginning before we got on air, you know, about wives be submissive to husbands. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many people today who take that mm-hmm. offensively. Yeah. And so when you take something offensively, it becomes hate speech to you. Mm-hmm. It's not meant to be hate speech. It's not a hate speech in general. There's, you know, uh, not even meant to be hateful. Mm-hmm. To you in any way. It's how you're receiving that 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 makes it hate speech to you, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's where a lot of people are getting uh, thrown off here is that just because I'm receiving it that way does not make it in general hate speech to everybody yeah. who's hearing it everywhere, yeah. you know? It's the offended party that is throwing this 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 big thing blanket statement out there of you're you you're offending everybody yeah. because that's the thing we all say everybody you know when we're trying to describe something everybody yeah of course you know uh, well who said that you know yes yes you kid who said that everybody said it everybody said everybody it, said well tell me who everybody is yeah. you know and when you really get down to who everybody is it's you know their imaginary friend James yeah you know uh but that that's that's where we're at. We we it, we've become such an offended society mm-hmm. that we take whatever said and and especially those those people who those people right yeah who are out there looking to be offended and and we do have those people in this world today who are uh, well, in all out. honesty sometimes I'm that guy yeah. Yeah, well, I'm looking to be offended because yeah, I've got a chip on my shoulder or the way I feel that day or the opposing view that's coming at me. Well, that's probably because most people are trying to offend you. They are, man. I don't know what the deal is. I I'm think, such a nice guy. I think that we've addressed this before um, on our podcast, but I feel like the whole idea and this new definition of what hate speech is stems from how closely we as a culture have related love <laughs> to acceptance. Mm. We we so closely relate love and acceptance to where whenever somebody doesn't accept me, I equate that with hate. <coughs> so if I'm loved, I'm accepted. If I'm accepted, I'm loved. Vice versa, if I'm not accepted, I'm hated. If I'm hated, I'm not accepted. Um, when truly, if you think about it, the opposite of, of love has never been hate, but it's always been apathy. Um, mm. to, to truly not, genuinely not care, in my opinion, is worse than to hate. Yeah. Um, but but we as a culture we we say if you don't accept me you hate me you speak in an unaccepting way of what I'm doing you're you're inciting violence because you hate me right yeah. so so I think I think that that's where a lot of um, culture is at is looking for affirmation 
And if you don't affirm me, then obviously you're against me. And if you're against me, then you hate me. If you say anything about that, then it's inciting violence against me. Right, right. You know? Um, And just for one example, as far as the way the world is right now with uh, the ideas of transgender, you know, if I don't address somebody with their correct pronouns, certain people are considering that to be hate speech and invoking violence upon that person because I don't address them as Dragon Ball Z unicorn right. <laughs> because that's who yeah. they want to be that day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, I'm sitting here that, you know, I told y'all I wanted to, to, to just talk about Ephesians 4.29, you know, and I'm, I'm thinking about, it says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. And, and that, that you would think that would be an easy statement to understand, an easy mm-hmm. verse to understand. Let no corrupt communication. Well, you know, what's corrupt to me is, is not corrupt to you. Or, yeah, yeah, you know, a yeah. lot of other people are thinking that things that I'm saying that in my mind are not corrupt. You know, they're taking it as corrupt mm-hmm. because they're taking it the way they want to feel. You know, me and you had a conversation, Brother Andy, uh, a couple of, well, I think it was, it was four or five years ago now. It's crazy that I can remember that. <laughs> but there was an, an, an instance going on within the church where um, actually you were involved in it You and, and someone were, were having an issue over text messages. Mm-hmm. And and my, my, my uh, viewpoint in it was let's stop texting. Yeah. You, you, do you remember that? You know, because Vaguely the thing about that. text messages is you read them from whatever uh, attitude you're in in that moment. Yeah. You know, yeah. from whatever mindset you're in in mm-hmm. that moment. Uh, you know, I can send the most genuine, sincere text to you, but if you're in a bad mood, you're going to read, read it, it from a bad mood perspective. Yeah. And therefore, my text that was meant to be loving and kind to you becomes hate speech. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think that's where a lot of people are, even like with this verse, you know, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. And what I'm not thinking, I'm thinking this is not corrupt. This is meant just what this this verse says for edifying. Yeah. You know, this is meant for for building up. This is that which is good to use for edifying. This is that which is to minister grace unto the hearers. And then so many people who are the hearers are at the same time the people who are the offended. Yeah. Because of the attitude that they've already got. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, I totally understand exactly what you're saying. And I think it boils down to world perspectives, personal uh, destinations, desired destinations of different individuals. So this is the hardest thing to do. And, And I think this is the root of all of our problem is when a Christian has a worldview far as a biblical worldview as a Christian should have and sees the world in a certain state, but then trying to communicate a desire that the word of God might have or or Christ might have for that individual, but all they see is a secular perspective of the world, then, then they're going to be offended. It's almost like you're trying to wake somebody up by pulling the shades and bright sunlight hitting them right in the face. They don't want it. They're offended at it. And they, they get irritated immediately. Like, why did you pull the shade? And it's so hard to gradually without relationship and without an openness to be awakened from whatever perspective they have into a different perspective. And see, I think that's a part of the problem too, is nobody's willing to have dialogue or conversation. Everybody just wants to shout their point of view with no reciprocation to that. Right. Right? So. Well, it seems so easy to... um 
if somebody disagrees with you or um you know thinks that that what you're doing or your mindset is wrong it seems so easy to discontinue or unfriend that person you know mm-hmm. and find whatever group is going along with what you say mm-hmm. and you know so if you have to completely disconnect uh, from the people that are actually around you mm-hmm. and connect with some far off group on social media who says that you know what you're doing is okay and we agree with you it's it's easy to do that now mm-hmm. it's easy to find people who agree with you whether you're right or you're wrong yeah you know for sure. And I know you've got a Bible verse that's going to speak to the issue of hate speech and trying to decide, is what I'm saying really hateful? Right. Well, I think about Paul in Galatians chapter 4, verse 16, where he had uh, obviously offended some folks because um, he says in, in verse 15, um, if I remember correctly, last time that I was with you, you would have plucked out your own eyes and given them to me so that mm-hmm. I could continue doing what I'm doing. Uh, but now you are offended by me and you stand opposed to me. Uh, and so in verse 16 of chapter four, he says, um, have I become your enemy by telling you the truth? Um, and so I think that the the message that we learn from that scripture is, is that whenever you've told the truth, you know, continue to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, just he's saying that I'm thinking about what's that old movie, I think it was A Few Good Men or something, Tom Cruise, when Jack Nicholson is on the stand, he said, you can't, you can't handle, handle the truth. You, know, you can't handle the truth. <laughs> yeah. I think there's so many people out there right now that can't handle the truth. All right, yeah. Well, see, but th- but this is the progression of things. What is truth? Who's truth? Yeah. I have a truth and you have a truth. We all have to live our truths. And so that, that's the issue. Moral, uh, or excuse me, um, uh, absolute standards have been eroded and and the work of the enemy, man, I, I was listening to John MacArthur the other day. Don't agree with everything about John MacArthur, but he's got a lot of strong points, especially right now. Talking about our nation is not headed toward judgment. It is already in judgment. We're already in judgment right now. And this is, this is evidence of that judgment that... Nobody has a, a standard of truth. There is no standard. There's it's kind of no like moral compass anymore. Yeah, it's kind of like Pilate in front of Jesus. What is yeah. truth? Yeah. You know, and that was the Roman, uh, the the Roman culture at that time was to say, well, there's no, everything's relative. The disintegration of every civilization has always led to uh, no absolutes. Everything is relative. And so there are certain things that are relative that are depending on the relationship of circumstances, but truth is not. Truth is a a moral north. It is a compassed north that never changes. And so the problem is, is there is a world who defines its own truth, and there is a group of Christians, uh, you know, Christianity is built on truth, that doesn't define its own truth, but is guided by a greater truth, which is that of Christ. And so when we, when we speak things, and so, so my, my verse, you guys have shared yours, but the one I have is concluding the book of James. The last verse that he writes, James 5.20, he says, let him know that he which converts the sinner from the error of his way shall save a soul from death and shall hide a multitude of sins. How can you do that if you don't offend with a right versus wrong that's going to help change a person's mind of where they're at. Right? And I, I understand. He uses certain terminology in here, like says, shall save this this sinner, but this implied thought is this person is 
is a part of a, uh, a cohort of believers to where they know morally what is right and what is wrong, and they're willing to step into what is right if they know what is right. So I, 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 I'll say this, and this is where I think I'm going to land, okay, for, for our statement, change my mind. Um, is there a such thing as, as hate speech? Speech can be hateful, but silence can become even more hateful Amen. in the end. So we have to be people who speak the truth, not our own truth or your own truth, but the truth that is derived from the word of God because Jesus prayed in John 17, 17, sanctify them through thy word. Thy word is truth. Let the word of God be truth in every man a liar. Thank you guys for listening. We hope we have changed your mind. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us today on Unapologetic, a podcast of Embrace Ministries. We hope we have answered some of culture's difficult questions using the Bible, God's Word. Please help us get the word out about this new podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to call us at 601-469-2680, or you can email us at embrace.church at yahoo.com. 